Can Skype hear me? Is that Don Atreides? Yes, sir. Well, 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 well. You survived the trip. I did. Um, yeah, I barely survived the trip. Hello to everybody out there in Internet's lands. Sorry if I seem kind of slow because I'm still recovering from the Twin Galaxies Entertainment Festival, which did everything in its power to kill me dead. But there was some mighty competition there. It was really interesting, so I want to talk a little bit about that. I see Supernautics. What's up, Kernsey? Data God. Uh, is there a way I can get the chat up on that one? Yeah. So I don't keep turning my head. Thank you, sir. Um, Sam Miller. I broke the Miss Pac-Man Turbo World Record at the Kong off 3 about 2 and it's not listed. The score I got was 947-380. Um, we got a list of all the scores. We'll see. Why don't you... You need to email Franny at TwinGalaxies.com with this and then we'll hunt down and see what happened because we did get a list of scores from the Kong off. That's the one with Jordan Adler. And if you're, and we did put them into the database, so if yours isn't listed, then maybe we didn't get it, and then that's a whole separate journey right there. What's up, double entendre? Um, let's see. Oh, was that Soroka I saw walk by? It sure is. He's, uh, he's, he's Soroka-ing it. Hi, Jays. Hey, what's happening there, gentlemen? What's going on, man? Not much. Oh, uh, you you survived the trip. Yeah. Um, you did too. <laughs> for the weekend. I lo I was I was losing my voice, man. Oh yeah. Cause I was I was I didn't like for, I didn't get a chance because I was doing the broadcast and the contest. I was permanently stuck on the couch with the competition. And the entire festival, I didn't really get a chance to move around except to get up to go get food. And then that was it. So, so I didn't get to see, I didn't know what was happening, nothing other than the competition. So, um, Competition was the highlight. Well, there was a bit, a bit of competition. What's up, McCarmy Bailey? McCarmy Bailey. Mark, Mark yeah. my Bailey. Mark on my Bailey. It's Mark on my Bailey. Mark Amy Bailey? Mark on my Bailey. There's so many different ways to say it, and I don't want to know what the right one is. Um, it's like Andrew Gardikis, Decus, Dickus, Spartacus. Uh, multiple names. See, now you're, now you're too worried. <laughs> I feel like the best, the best name we ever use with someone is the first time we say it. Yeah, it's our best chance. Oh, yeah, definitely. Now we start second guessing. <laughs> Supernautics, thank you for the kind words. Jace, will you please give a trash talk lesson to Robbie and Wes? Those guys, let me tell you the problem with Robbie and Wes. They're just too nice. Those guys are like super nice guys. Talking trash is like, I don't know, it's like when you pet a cat backwards, they hate it. You know, like it's, it's you gotta, they're just, they're just too nice. Nice guys. I'd probably, the only way to really get them to talking trash is for me to completely beat their records on Donkey Kong Machine and talk trash that's so epic that they have no alternative but to talk trash back because they just have to get me back. Other than that, they're just too nice. Something has to, has to lead them into the darkness. Um, Amy Bailey. Mark Amy Bailey. All right, yeah, severe lack of Diet Coke at the event. Severe it's lack. It's a desert. It is a desert. It was a, a desert. A Diet Coke desert. <laughs> there were dessert trucks, though. Man. They were good. Yeah, they were good. I, I was like, oh, my God. I went to that one. There was one that had, like, really good desserts on it, and they were closing, and I, I, they wouldn't give it to me. Nothing. So I got nothing out of that one. I only yeah, got one out of the... People over and just, like, tip the truck. There, there was a truck that was like closer to the entrance. I got that one, but then when I went to the one that was further away, they denied me. 
That was it. Um, all right. Let's sort of, this will be a shorter state of the galaxies because Settle It on the Screen actually covered most of the, the event with winners and scores and stuff like that in screen settling. Um, but I'll, there's just a couple questions that were asked uh, and I'll reiterate a couple things and then I'll talk a little bit about the, the, the festival from my perspective. Um, so let's do that. Shall we? I think this may have been answered, but I can't remember. So will anything be done to handle the duplicate tracks in the database? I'm specifically thinking of titles that were both released digitally and on a disc. It seems that there's multiple instances where the game, the same game is represented two times. One track for the digital release on Xbox Live and one identical track for physical disc release. Example, Joust was released digitally on Xbox Live and it has a track, but Joust was also released as part of a compilation disc. Midway Arcade Origins and have a track under that. Okay, so there's really no way to easily fix this other than sort of case by case manually going through and seeing. But the, the, the reason historically that this exists, and this goes into a conversation that I had actually with Robert Mruchek a while ago. This relates to the differential between the way Twin Galaxies operates today with the TG SAP system versus the old referee system. So I'm going to try to explain this. In the old referee system, the data that was captured about a performance was the score. That's it. The name, the person who did it, and the score itself. All of the metadata surrounding that performance was not stored and would be lost in time, other than people's memories. So, like, what would metadata be, for, for an example? Metadata would be, oh, the fact that, uh, you know, the joystick on the arcade machine was not original. It was a third-party stick, right, where it maybe didn't matter. Or uh, anything, anything pertinent to the score or the or, the, or that surrounds the the score performance but actually isn't the score and isn't the name so twin galaxies had to evolve a policy in order to control the leaderboard and make sure that all scores were being compared to each other consistently and when you're not capturing the metadata around scores it means in the future you, you have to future-proof your scores so that they can't be called into question. So this evolved the concept of original hardware. If you have a policy where only original hardware is used, only, no exceptions, that way you have a baseline, that way you know the score performance was on original hardware, verified, and so um, other scores that come in later, as long as they're on original hardware, you know you have identical uh, scenarios and um, you, the scores can be put together. This was just a simple function of how that system worked when you're only capturing the score and the name because capturing all that other data around a performance was just too much. It was like that's too much of a load. So that, so there's like a series, a number of policies that Twin Galaxies has that revolve around this notion. And it affects a couple things that we'll be talking about. Um, so take an arcade game like Donkey Kong and you have an original Donkey Kong machine. Um, now you add to it a battery backed up save kit. Something like that. By, for, by all measures, it doesn't look to have altered the game in any way. But you don't know for sure, does it, did it affect, I don't know, the, a random number generator in the game? Did it, is, it, is there some special condition where uh, you know, the game was expecting there to be no power there for whatever reason, but then there is? And so did it, 
Did it affect the game? We don't know. So Don Atreides, Donkey Kong, that has a save kit attached, well, it's not original hardware, so we can't accept a score from it because, or at least we can accept the score, but we got to put it in its own different category because it's not, what's up, um, in a TG Live 1. So, so, so it's not an original unaltered Donkey Kong machine. Now it's a Donkey Kong machine with a save kit that seems to be the same, but we, it's not the same. And so since our system can't capture that difference in the scores, we've got to keep them separate. So do you understand how that policy came into existence and why? Did I, did I explain that correctly? Don, did you follow me on that one? Yes. Okay. All right. So along comes TGSAP, which not only captures the name and the score, but it captures all metadata surrounding a performance. What people said, what people thought, what people... So what that means is, in the future, um, let's, so, so now let's go back. Don Atreides has a Donkey Kong with a save kit on it. By all measures, we, we, it doesn't seem to be any different than a normal Donkey Kong machine. Well, TGSAP can accept that score. Why? Because it will be noted in the actual score performance that his Donkey Kong machine has a save kit. And so, for right now, there's no proof that that save kit has altered anything. So why shouldn't his score be listed with the other original scores? But five years from now, it's discovered that that save kit actually did make a difference. Well, now we actually have the ability to retroactively go back, because we have the data. Don's score was on a save kit machine. Carve it out, move it to its own track, change all of the adjudications that people made that voted it in because ultimately it wasn't, right? Like, like, like all of the associated um, resultant decisions and behaviors of an adjudication can, are, are, they're constantly alive. So when we move something over, um, we're able to make adjustments. Now, maybe in this case, we let everybody who said accepted keep their accepted win, right? Because while it was different, it, it wasn't a cheat per se or whatever like that. But in situations where an alteration gave someone a significant advantage, there, there are, uh, there's methods to reverse an entire decision and have that cascade through everybody's credibility and all this other stuff. So, previous Twin Galaxies could not do that. So it had to be on vigilant guard for every score coming into the database that has any altered condition around it. Whereas now, we have the ability to go, well, by all measures, this should not have affected anything. It's okay, we can put it in the database because later if it's discovered that there's a problem, we can fix it. We can adjust it, move it out. So I bring this up because when we're talking about this Xbox Live digital track and then the physical disc track and all this stuff, that stuff came into existence because they're not the same. They could be different. There could be a code difference between the Xbox Live version and the physical disc version. We don't know. It shouldn't be any different, but we don't know. So what happened? Two distinct tracks, duplicate, quote unquote, get created in the system. And there's a fair amount of that in the system. Um, so, there's no easy way to undo it other than by on a case-by-case -case basis going through, uh, taking a look at it, merging the tracks together, so forth and so on. And we will do that, but the priority of dealing with that is lower than the priority of dealing with some of the other things. But I brought all of that up because it's going to touch upon a couple of other items that we'll be talking about later. But hopefully that explanation made sense. Um, let's keep going. Since we can upload directly to TG, I may have answered this question already, would it be possible to have the ability to download footage as well? The answer is no. People are uploading the TG and they're granting TG permission to store it and have it and display it and all this other stuff, but they're not granting you permission to download their performance. You can, you can email them and get it from them directly or whatever, but no. 
Um, I understand that there are instances where you have no access to internet and you'd like to watch some of the archive submissions, but um, we are, Twin Galaxies is not, we're taking these videos so that we can adjudicate and promote the player, support the player, you know, and we're getting a non-exclusive license to use the video how we see fit, but the video is owned by that player. That player should be able to take that video and control. If he, ha he hasn't granted you, Mr. Downloader, the right to use his video. Um, so we, we can't pass that through. And, you know, but I, most players would send you the video anyway if you really wanted to, to get it. So for, as of, so for right now, when it comes to videos that are submitted for adjudication, no. They have to stay within the Twin Galaxies universe for everybody's safety. Sometimes they can be nuclear, you know? Um, let's keep going. Okay, so I want to... Wait, what's the next page? Okay, yeah. Okay, so bef before I get to order, or order of focus, because I want to keep reiterating that so everybody kind of knows what the hell we're doing, right? Just like, keep, like, here's the path. I want to talk a little about the leeching conversation that has been going on the website, Twin Galaxies. There's a lot of discussion around whether leeching should be allowed, if it's not stated in the rules, Twin Galaxies has rules about leeching, all this other stuff. Somebody help us. What's going on? Cats and dogs playing together. So, again, let's go back to what I was talking about before, um, which is Twin Galaxies needing to evolve under its referee system very clear and specific policies due to its inability to capture the metadata surrounding a performance. Um, leeching would fall into that because to a certain extent, leeching, the perception of leeching is subjective. What's leeching to one person may not be leeching to another. When you have a group of referees, a limited number of people here, it helps to be able to provide some very strict guidelines when it comes to something like that. I think but, can, go ahead. I was say if I can if I can chime in, and and, and also in the chat, uh, uh, Data God says it's all leeching, but uh, everyone else. Uh, so leeching, at least in my my mind, is if there's a timer, it's not leeching. If there's a limit built into the game that prevents you from uh, from continually doing it forever then it's not leeching. Uh, Superconscious is a good example. There's a timer. It's hidden. You don't see it, but if you wait long enough, the, the, there'll be a big fireball and you die. There's like no way around it. It's a hidden timer, but any timer means by definition not leeching. Uh, and then there, after that, there's gray areas, but... Well, like a... All right, so the logical mindset, like the, the, the logical personality in me simply says, look, if, if you play by whatever the rules state, then that's it. So if the rules don't state it, don't try to come at me with hidden rules. If Why you want, rules? right? So, 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 so there's, there's a literal interpretation of the rules for things. So if it's like, well, I read the rules. It said highest points, three lives, and that's it. Well, I'm going to sit here at the bottom of the staircase gunning down baddies for the next 75 hours and put up a score because there's no rules against me doing that. And, then, and, and, and so then the argument is if you want to have a track that specifically has rules for this, then create a track that has hard defined limits on it, it, that defines what leeching is in that game specifically, and then put a very specific limit on what's allowed in the scope of that, so that there's no room for interpretation. Can I, can I throw a proposal? Yeah, oh yeah, uh, uh, let's talk about it. So, historically, the, the no leeching rule has been implicit, meaning not, not explicitly stated. Would it be possible to modify, and I know we don't like to modify the rules, but to, for the historical to just say, to add a no leeching thing, 
uh, for, for ones that it's very clear it was originally standard deletion. The reason is because, like, so there's 600 NES games. Most of them imply no leeching. Um, we're going to immediately have a duplicate and, and submission points of, of, 600, and, of 600 records. And, like, so Tom Vadova, for instance, has, has a really good score on whatever Xanax. So his record, because it, it was originally intended to be no leeching, if you allow leeching, Xanax is a bad example, but whatever. Uh, if you allow leeching, then his record is kind of like garbage because it was then retroactively submitted under an, a leeching allowed track, which is not his original intent when he submitted it. So rather than have him resubmit it, and there are people who, for which that wouldn't be possible, um, my inclination is to say, why not take those tracks and just add in explicitly no leeching? And there, there are somewhere it says like uh, ex no excessive leeching, which I think in my mind is like, well, th you can't define that, so that should be leeching allowed, right? Leeching was allowed basically on that track. It should be open, leeching is allowed. But anyone that doesn't say that, I'm inclined to say, I agree it shouldn't be implicit, it should be explicitly stated, but I'd hate to lose all of that history um, and have to have those people resubmit the scores in many cases they wouldn't be able to, um, just so we can say explicitly no leeching. Well, okay, so here, here's my question to you. Every game is different. So how do you determine whether someone's leeching or not? Right. Well, if there's a game, um, if there's basically, so if the game has no, if the game has an opportunity for leeching, yeah. then it should be said leeching is allowed or not. So Astonix, for instance, on the NES has no timer. Leeching, therefore, can be done indefinitely. Okay, but then um, what is leeching? Right. What, so leeching I, is any time that you are uh, no, in that basically game. Accru so for that game, um, leeching is basically accruing any points. There can't be a no leeching track for that game. It's just there's no way to do it unless you were to manually time it, which is impractical. So for that wait, game, wait, wait. there's only going to be a leeching track. Uh, for other so games. So what is leeching about? Le what, is, what is leeching about? It's when you find yeah. a spot, when you find a spot in a game where you're not going to ever die, but you can sit there just shooting something and get points and points and points and points forever. Like, right? Like camping in a spot, right? Yeah. It's like you, camp, you, you, yeah. you camp a spot and you basically just rack up points until you need to go pee or sleep or something. And so, so but, I mean, that's called cheating, so yes. So, well, is it though? Because it's in the game. Yeah, there are it's, some games where it's unavoidable, um, where you can't explicitly do that because there's no time and there's no fair way to do it. But there are other games where, say, collecting the same one up over and over again so that you can leech points in that one area, that would be leeching. So the rules in those cases usually say you can only get each one up once See, or you can only get it five times or whatever, and it's explicit. But Right, right. So, so that's what I'm saying is without explicit de definition of what no leeching is for each game, right. you get into this slippery slope for, for, of argument for each game individually, what is leeching? So if you have someone... Um, submit a score, right? And then you're like, well, it's leeching. No, it's not, right? Yes, it is. No, it's not. Well, what exactly is leeching? Is it, is it when you get 1,000 points doing it? So 900 points is fine? Like, because there's no, no hard line in the sand as to what quantifies it, it's, that's just a challenge. Um, now, I, I get what you're saying, which is for Nintendo, right? You had all these submissions come in, and basically the referees were sort of indiscriminate. They were deciding what leeching was, and they were, they were sort of a filter gating massive leeching on their own subjective decision-making thing, right? Right. Yeah, so, and those should probably be opened up, in fairness. Well, well, you know, my whole thing is, is can't, the way the adjudication process works, I mean, you guys still can do that. Right, like, like, there's nothing stopping the adjudicators from creating just the. We're not. 
whether it's in the rules or not, we're not, I, I don't, I'm not going to vote this into the, the database because it's way too much leeching, right? Like, there's just way too much. It's, and then the person will say, well, it's not in the rules. Well, that's, well, hey, it, it's, it is whether or not, now there are some standing Twin Galaxies general policies, like are you playing in the spirit of the game and all that other stuff. Well, that's even more subjective, though. Right, right. But, yeah. but so, so um, and, you know, in our help and tutorial section, it'll say stuff like that. But I don't see how, I don't see how you can solve this with any sort of blanket. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I see what you mean by that now. Right? I, 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 to me, I'm okay. Like, if the, the if the adjudicating Nintendo community is just not going to approve blatant leeching, even though the rules... I mean, basically, on a go-forward basis, all tracks created will probably delineate no leeching, most points you can get doing this is this, most points, you otherwise, we're not going to... Like, going forward, because the power is in the, the adjudicator's hands like that to create those tracks, it will be in there. But... Those historic tracks, like Tom Fatava's performance, right? He didn't leech. He did a great job. But the rules don't say no leeching. But that's because referees were looking for leeching. But now someone shows up and they don't see any of that. And then they submit a score, right? Right. And then, so, you, so what do you do? Right. And I'm just saying, look, if the Nintendo community on Twin Galaxies just doesn't like leeching they'll just naturally enforce that in their adjudications. I, like, but eh, there's a danger to that, though, in my mind, because then you have the people that happen to be there that day didn't like it, or people don't like Rudy Freddy, for instance, and they decide he's leeching, right? And, which is, you know, it becomes more subjective. Well, the, if, the whole, if, without, well, without the specific delineation, right, it's always going to be super, super subjective. There's, right. I don't think there's any way around it. Right. Unless you go through every single one of those 600 Nintendo games and define leeching specifically. Right. Well, just to throw another, to make it even tougher, sorry, um, you have the same problem with glitching. Glitching historically is not allowed. You can beat uh, Strider in four minutes if you glitch at NES Strider. Um, but that's like not in the spirit of the game. So it's you have the same thing. Well, what is considered a glitch? I don't know. That, that's tough. Well, that gets into that whole speed running thing, right? Where, right. Um, where we have all the tracks ready, <laughs> but we're, they're just not turned on. Although, uh, Andrew and Jesse uh, uh, sent me a note, and they talked to somebody else, so we're going to get that figured out to get the speed run stuff addressed. So we're working on it. Um, but... The short answer is, is there's no easy answer to the leeching issue at all. The, if you really want an answer, it, it has to be... The only answer that deals with leeching specifically is you have to go into every track and define what leeching is and what leeching is not in the rule set. Right. Right? If you want all adjudicators <clears throat> to stick to a clear vision for each game, that's the only way to do it. Other than that, simply saying, well, no leeching, will still open up, well, that wasn't leeching. Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Right? Like, it, it, there's this super shady gray area that they all, I think, so to me, I think it's better on a case-by-case -case basis as you're adjudicating to go, all right, this performance is great. I don't see any cheating per se, but as a longtime Nintendo player, I cannot accept this into the database because what you're doing here, I consider massive leeching, right? So you write that. You can even specify the time in the video from here to here. I mean, come on, dude. And then other people will see that and they'll, that will form some of their opinion. Yeah, that is kind of leeching, isn't it? Or no... Uh, you know, Don, you're out of your mind. That's not leeching. Quit being such a, you know, it's got to work out that way. I don't see how you're going to work it out any other way. 
without being super, super specific and setting straight guidelines for each game individually. Yeah. And then you just make sure all new tracks have guidelines, right? Like, right. And I think most of the new ones do uh, that I've seen coming out, but... Cause, yeah. Because I think you're, you're concerned with, you got a track with like Tom Vltava on it, right? And someone submits on it some super leech score that beats his. Right. And now personally, I think it'll be by some miracle that it gets approved into the database. I have, I have a lot of faith into the way all you guys are adjudicating. Um, but let's just say it does. You're like, man, that sucks because, hell, if Tom did that, he would have had a zillion points. So then that inclines you to want to create a separate track mm -hmm. for non-leaching and then and, and specify it and then lobby to have Tom's score moved over to there. Right? And then now you have duplicate tracks, basically. Right. And, and, we're, and we're trying to avoid that, ultimately. Because that just, you know, creates dilution. So I understand the nature of the problem. I just think the adjudicators have got to step up and decide... I really, I, I tend to disagree with the idea of treating scores in mass from a decision-making standpoint. I think you treat scores like, like individual people, and you're going to judge the performance based on that person. You're going to judge a person's, you know, it's like being a boss of a bunch of, you know, employees. You're, you're, you're looking at the performance of that employee specifically to decide whether or not they've met whatever the criteria is. You're not saying, well, because Joe over here, I said, you know, he did three things and you've done two things. You can't do it. I don't know. I just think there's too much personal investment and uniqueness to each performance to try to blanketly, yeah, you can have like a, a general thing, vibe that you want to have, but, you know, leeching in, in, in for one even on the same game, it, it just could be different circumstances. Especially if you see how they're getting the score, right? Like, I don't know, like, one guy... I can just think of scenarios, very similar scenarios, where in one hand you'll say, that's leeching, and in the other hand you'll say, it's not. There's, they're under similar circumstances, but, but, but just a slight nuance makes the difference, you know? So... I don't know. I, I just think like that you guys have to adjudicate and form the the way things are done through practice, um, and not necessarily through law, right? So, just like in society, there are things that are not against the law, but we don't do them to each other anyway because we have culturally decided that we're not doing that. We don't need a law to throw us in jail for us not to do those things. I think that they're, the, the adjudicators have got to, and, they, and you guys are. I mean, if, if you really look at like, how adjudicating has evolved over the, the, the course of time, the, 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 you guys definitely are creating, here's how we do it. Here's how it's happening. This is okay, that's not. And people are sort of getting the swing of that. Uh, let me take a look at the chat for a second. The other thing that I think um, might be interesting in the future is as we I implement the uh, Twin Galaxies Chronicle functionality, which is like a, it's, your, it's like your your wall. Um, you're going to be able to upload videos into your own Chronicle wall, Facebook-like wall thing um, that aren't score performances. They could be tutorials, examples of things, and all this other stuff. And then, so imagine you creating a, a video. Like, there's a game you really care a lot about. You create a, an example video of leeching and non-leeching on your thing. And then we create a way for you to connect that video to the track for informational purposes. So it's like, if you want to learn more about, like, players in the game or techniques to play or tutorials, you know... You can click here, here, here. It'll take you to Don Atreides, you know, Chronicle or whatever. And then it'll take you to those videos so that people could see. So that there's a way for players to, to have a voice 
on those tracks a suggestive voice, an encouraging voice, or, or whatever, techniques and all this other stuff. So that not only do, do leaderboards have scores and stuff, but they also have ways of digging in for more information about that particular track or that particular game. That would that, be super useful for uh, speedruns. Yeah, especially. yeah. So then, so that way you can, you know, something like that, and that's something we could totally do. Um, Vesidia says, problem is we can't see old scores. How do we know that leeching was done on the last scores? That's a bit, yeah. Yeah. And making your own Wikipedia link. Now remember, we have a, a built-in wiki into Twin Galaxy. We just haven't turned it on yet. It's integrated into our site. It's like, it will come on. We will eventually turn it on. We're just, because we want to have that wiki. Um, but we just have things that are ahead of it, man. It's like so much to do. So little time. But, but we're making progress. We are. Considering a year and a half ago, Twin Galaxies couldn't take a single score from anybody. Um, all right. So let me move to, just let me reiterate again what Twin Galaxies' current order of focus is. One, get the website to the basic functionality. It's almost there. We're working on the help and tutorial section. We're working on the Facebook Chronicle stuff. Um, once those pieces are in place, we will have a total comprehensive... Remember, the, the Chronicle is being added, the wall stuff is being added because it's providing a reason for a video game enthusiast to come to Twin Galaxies and participate in general. Because if you don't want to compete and you don't want to adjudicate and you don't want to submit a score but you love playing video games and you want to ha have a place for your video game life, there's really no place for that. And so Twin Galaxies is building this home base for, for you so that you can do that. So there's a reason to be at Twin Galaxies beyond just competition. But by creating that home base, we're creating a, a really cool way of making it really easy to find competition and arrange tournaments and, and get yourself in, involved if you want to be and to show off your stuff. So it works in, in, in two directions. And that's something that's new, newer for Twin Galaxies because it's always been focused on the submission and adjudication and record procedures. Um, but now there's a reason for everybody to be there, at least anybody who's interested in playing video games at all. Uh, see you, Decidious. Um, so we'll get that basic functionality. Then we're going to do our marketing plan, which will be a big to-do. I promise you it will be a big to-do. There's no way in the world you will not know we are doing it when it happens. It is impossible. You will hear about what we're doing and you will rub your eyes and go, wait a minute, what? What? How you, what, what? I don't understand. How could, no. Wait a minute. That, that's what you're going to say. I promise. It will be, you will not even, see, see how Don just rubbed his eyes right there? I saw him where he just rubbed it there. That's him right there. What is Twin Galaxies doing? What? That's the look. And then once we get that going, we'll be able to address all the other stuff. Um, get ready. If we as gamers love what Twin Galaxies is doing for our gaming community, why can't we sub to this channel and support? Well, there's a couple reasons why. Number one, and for, for now, I, we don't want anybody to think that Twin Galaxies is trying to take anybody's money from anybody. We're, we're trying to build a church of absolute um, uh, honoring and achieving achievement for players, and that's what it's there for. It's not there to exploit anybody or take advantage. We want that to be crystal clear. So that's why you don't see any ads on TwinGalaxies.com uh, or anything like that. Eventually, we will figure out a way for the, the people who want to contribute to Twin Galaxies to be able to, but I don't want any contributions until everybody understands where those contributions would go, what they would go towards, what, why, um, I, I want to say, I want to be able to put down in front of the world, here is what we're doing and why.
and if you contribute toward it, you know that this is specifically what you're going to be contributing to, so you can see results. There's no black hole of anything. Um, it's very important to me that it's handled correctly, but believe me, the, the, the desire to contribute is greatly appreciated, and uh, we just want to make sure that this doesn't become... <laughs> There's a video game out there called Star Citizen that uh, has, has all kinds of uh, contributor problems now because of the a lot of stuff there. Anyway, you can look it up, Star Citizen Controversy. Just type that in and you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah. 50% goes to Data God. That's correct. Always. Uh, since TGL is partnered with Twitch, have you ever considered creating a group that uh, gamers that have records and stream could join? Well, one of the things we want to build into Twin Galaxies is, you know, better user stream support, streaming support, so you can find when users are streaming and find, you know, find their streams and feature those streams and all this other stuff. So, then Glendo, the, the intention of what you're talking about is, is well embedded into what we're working on. Um, and so, just hang tight. That, that's definitely not something that has not been thought about deeply. Like already on the, the, the Chronicle wall pages that were created, your Twitch channel will be on it. And when you're live, it'll be there. So people who come to your page will see that you're streaming live and be able to, to go to your stream. Be, it's, a, it's a quick way. And once we have that implemented, we'll be able to aggregate everybody so the short answer is yes. Just give us time. You heard Derek Smart's favorite game is Star Citizen. It it well it, it he definitely knows what it is. Um, King Street will stream for for the company if you pay if we pay him. Well, we will pay you with love and affection, and affection and love. And Don Atreides will rub his eyes for you a couple times. And let me tell you, those are valuable. See that? He gave you a free rub right there in his eyes. First one's free. That's it. That's all you're getting. After that, you got to pay. Yes. Yes, USC president, we are trying to build Gamer Holy Ground. This is the one organization, I'm telling you this, that is uniquely focused on players only. Let, let, me, let me break it down this way. The video game industry, I, have, I am from the video game industry. I have made a lot of big video games. I have been involved. I have built video game development companies. I have built video game publishers. I have been front to back 100% video games my whole life. I've been playing video games longer than most of you have been alive. Now, I can tell you with absolute certainty that the entire video game industry and culture focuses on the game. The game, the game, the game. Game of the year. Secondary to that, the developer or the publisher. Developer of the year, publisher of the year. It's all about the game. Why? Why is it all about the game? Because game companies sell them. They need to make money, therefore it's all about the games. There's nothing insidious about it, it's, that's just how it is. Twin Galaxies is the only organization that is not about the game. It is about the players. When, when you have the video game industry basically saying the game is the content that matters. The game is the content that matters. Twin Galaxies is saying the player is the content that matters. The player is the content that matters. So where do you see this express itself? Well, if you look at professional sports, the players are the content that matters. Not the game of basketball, the basketball players. So in any competitive environment. It's all about the players. Well, that is not, you know, video game companies are like, well, you know, great, but they will only support the players to the extent that it supports their video game sales. This is why when you see things like League of Legends or like the Dota 2 tournament with an $18 million 
uh, prize pool, you have to you follow the money. Where did that $18 million come from? Did it come from the people who paid to sit down and watch it take place? No. There aren't enough people watching Dota 2 to create an $18 million prize pool. No. That $18 million came from the add-on downloadable purchase for Dota, the compendium, and then they took 25 or 30% of the money that they were making from that sale and they put it in the prize pool. Why? So, so that money is marketing dollars. The tournament is a marketing function. So, and the, remember, uh, the goal here is to sell Dota and its downloadable add-ons and all the other stuff around it. Completely legitimate. There's nothing wrong with a video game company wanting to sell its game. But because of that, what do you think the priority is? The game, not the players. If you look at how the players are generally treated, in general, they are, they, they could come, they could go, it doesn't matter, we'll get a different team, it doesn't, it, they're not, that's, it, so that makes it very hard. So, so when you have an industry that's structured about game sales, it makes it, it doesn't create the necessary infrastructure and, and stratified uh, lists of opportunities for players to elevate, earn a living, make that their careers, all of those sorts of things. It doesn't exist. Nobody's working on that. Why would they? You think Activision wants to work on that? What possible gain is it for them? That's not their business. Their business is selling more copies of Call of Duty or something. Whatever. What's there? It's not Call of Duty. It's the other one. Medal of Honor? I can't remember. EA. No, the Call of Duty. Um, so, now you have Twin Galaxies. It's not selling games. It's not selling anything is focused on creating opportunity and structure around players so that they can have an opportunity to be appreciated and elevated. It's about validating what they do and helping mass society understand the value of it. Because you have all this undertone of bullying for, for, for uh, people who game, made to feel ashamed about the thing that they love, the thing that they, they're best at, in these subtle ways. So Twin Galaxies is here to create a better conversation, to set up a context, to do all of the things that you need to do in order for someone to understand. And it's not that everybody is against it. It's just no one's thinking about it. It's like, it's like that's the, like the last thing on the list of things to think about is, you know, why. But when you're a game player, someone who's into video game culture, cares about it, maybe would like to build a career in doing that, how do you do that? It's, 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 it becomes, without a, something working for that, it's just becoming, it becomes like, you know, one person in a million gets that, gets that shot, right? Like, you know, fatality, right? Like, or, or, or whatever. So, remember, in, in, a, in a world, in a culture where it's all about the game, that's what has all the opportunities, the game. In a world where, in culture where it's all about the player, well then all the opportunities shift to the player. And so that's what we're doing. Um, so, hopefully that made sense. Hopefully you were able to follow my little diatribe. I'll go on those diatribes later. Uh, no, there's a little bit more. I'm going to jump through it really fast. Uh, the Donkey Kong exhibition took place. Uh, it was really fun. We had the modified Donkey Kong machines. They're sitting here. I'm looking at them. Uh, we'll probably do it again. They were not able to beat Steve Sanders' 3 million points, but, you know, Robbie put up, what, 2.2 million plus some change, which is crazy. Uh, and Wes put up, like, 1.7 million. So we'll, we'll probably do something like that again. Hopefully people dug it. Ben Gold competed in our competition. It was his first time in comp competition in 30 years, he told me. He said he was totally inspired. Um, so it's exciting, and for and he plays really well in the arcade. I mean, just that guy must naturally be so good at video games; it's ridiculous. If he had just kept playing his whole whole life, he'd probably be untouchable on everything. Let's keep going. Oh, okay. So so that's the end of 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 that. And apparently, I have three minutes left. Um, let me look at the chat. Um, So you want the player's skill to be marketing tools. No, 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 no. You know, it's, it, it isn't that. 
you have to understand that if, if you're a company that wants to get in front of video game players and, pr and promote your product, how do you do that? Well, let's see. Well, we can get on YouTube and go to their gaming channels or we can go to Twitch. Um, if you want to get in front of a League of Legends broadcast, you've got to call up Riot. But if you're a player, how is that an opportunity for you? Right? So there has to be something that is able to create that conversation and put it into context. Understand this, in my last two minutes, I'm going to explain this. Because the culture is always about the game, you as the player are tied to the game. Therefore, your opportunity is limited to the perception of the game that you play. So what happens, if you, so what happens if you don't play a popular game? That you don't get any opportunities. You have, do you understand? And all video games have these shelf lives where they're eventually League of Legends will die and then it'll be League of Legends 2. So your career, what happens? You, how do you build a career? This is why something like the player skill index is so important. Because if you have a player skill index and everybody's valuing the index, it abstracts you from the games that you play. It allows you to move from game to game to game and move through the times maintaining the value you've built as a professional player. And it's something that uh, uh, advertisers and, and merchants can get behind because we can quantify statistically why Don Atreides is a good player. And so now you're not tied and, ham and hamstrung by a single game. Now, now you have a, an ability to traverse video gaming and be a continued champion for the dawn of time. Now awards, gamer of the year, actually can mean something because you're being rated across the spectrum of your skill and the stuff that you've done over a lifetime. You can build and everybody on the outside world can understand the statistics that built you. Here it is. That's how you start to lay a foundation of creating the opportunity for players. You have, to, you have to break that chain. Hope that made sense. I'm, try, I'm trying hard to explain these deep thoughts. I, I mean, I, I literally think about this constantly. Right? You have to look at it, you know, I'm, all, I'm looking at it from the business angle. How do, you know, if I'm a player, how am I ever going to be able to play video games and buy a house? It can't just be me chasing tournaments down and hoping I win. That, you know, you're talking about less than, what, a thousand people in the world ever. Like, that doesn't make any sense. So... Uh, there, there has to be other ways of generating that value because video game players have real talent. They're putting in real time. They've got real skill. And what they're doing matters. Matters as much as a chess uh, tournament or anything else. You know, so um, anyway, I've got 10 seconds left. I've been yip-yapping. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. And I'll catch up with you at the next State of the Galaxies or on TwinGalaxies.com. And uh, in two seconds, I'm out. Bye. Have, have a good day.